0: You're listening to the Mining and Energy Union Podcast. Yes, this is the Mining and Energy Union Podcast. I'm Tim Brunero. Well, did you know you're very lucky if you live in Singleton, Musselbrook or Cessnock in the Hunter Valley of New South Wales, or Cameron Park, Edgeworth or Toronto near Lake Macquarie, or even in nearby Morisset. Why are you so lucky? Why is it time to get excited? Why should you be reaching for the champagne and party poppers? Well, in the upcoming federal election, which must be held by May this year, by the way, you get to vote, if you live in any of those areas, for a coal miner. You get to vote for a member of the Mining and Energy Union. You get to vote for a bloke who's donned the green and gold five times and represented his country at the Olympics. See, I told you you'd be pumped. I told you you'd be excited. Not everyone gets to vote for a coal miner. So, savour it. Dan Repicoli is running for Joel Fitzgibbon's seat in the Hunter Valley, which is actually called Hunter. Joel is stepping down after 25 years of incredible service. And Dan's, well, he's a character. He's an Olympian. He's a former coal miner, a dad to eight-year-old Zoe and six-year-old Asher. And he's just signed up for an exhausting six months of campaigning to represent his local community. Anyway, I thought you might like to hear what makes Dan tick, He's on the line.
1: Hey Tim, how are you?
0: Very good, mate. Now look, can you clear something up for me quickly? You're a five-time Olympian. You've won gold medals at a couple of Commonwealth Games. If you're elected, will you be the first parliamentarian in history to also be training for an Olympics?
1: So possibly I could be there, Tim. I'm not sure just yet. We'll uh, get through the election first and then... Then my family and I and uh, and the party will sit down and discuss that later on.
0: You haven't hung up your pistol.
1: No, certainly haven't hung it up yet, and uh, still doing it a little bit. So Olympics is a big thing, and it's a uh, it's an exciting thing to do. Um, I've been I'm a competitive person. I've been doing it my whole life, so it'll be a hard thing to give up.
0: Tell us a bit about you leaving school at 15, getting your trade, your time at Mount Thorley, Walkworth, Open Cut, and your recent work. And, and Alex. And you two lovely girls, can you tell us a bit about you?
1: Yeah, so yeah, left school when I was 15 years old to become a fitter and turner. Um, when my boss was lucky, lucky enough to let me stay an extra year longer to become a toolmaker, which was nice of him. Spent 10 years there in Victoria, working in Campbellfield for it was pretty much we did all of our work for Ford, Toyota, and Holden for the manufacturing plants down there. And obviously that work dried up a lot once once the car industry shut down. Um, then, in two thousand and nine, I met my lovely now wife, Alex, and moved up to the hunter and um, yeah, and got some work up here. I was started off doing some uh, contracting work around the area, uh, just in a few different mines around the area, and then um, then got a full-time job with uh, Mount Thorley Walkworth as an operator there for and was there for seven years.
0: Tell us about your kids, I'd love to hear about them.
1: So I've got two little girls, Zoe and Asha, they're six and eight, and they're, very nice girls. They're a little bit lippy, but that's okay. Their apple doesn't fall too far from the tree on that one, so I say to my lovely wife. Um, But yeah, no, they're they're lovely. They go to school just in Nolcobar, which is just a couple of doors uh, up the road from where we live, and... Yeah, they're, they're great to be around.
0: Hey, Dan, why did you decide to throw your hat in the ring? Because it's a big commitment, a lot of work, and you, and you don't even have a guarantee that you'll get a job in the end.
1: Yeah, that's right, Tim. It is a huge commitment and a lot of work. Um, as you said earlier, I've been to five Olympics, so work is not an issue for me. I know what hard work is and dedication is, So, and that's what I'll be bringing to this. Um, but the real reason why I threw my hat in the ring is... For safe secure jobs and training because i've run an engineering company for the last four years and we can't find trades people we can't find anyone to come and do the work we need done so and there's about another hundred other businesses in this area that are going through the same issues in the exact same field so and then you then you look at every other field you try and get an electrician or a builder or a plumber to your house and it's such a long wait for trades at the moment so They're they're the reasons why I've I've looked at doing this and and I'm pushing forward with this. Um, And also to give my two little girls Zoe and Asher a better future than what we currently have now. And if we continue with this current government, I don't feel we're gonna get that.
0: Tell us about your association uh, with coal mining. You you talked about your career more broadly, but can you just zero in and give us a sense of your um, achievements and your experiences in that sector?
1: So as I said earlier, I worked for a few years um, just doing some contracting work around the coal mines as a line borer um, for a few different companies and going to quite a few different mines where we did uh, work at and then um, then yeah got a job at Mount Thorley Walkworth where I was at for seven years so I started there as an operator then spent a bit of time in the dispatch office as well as a step up into the dispatch office for when people are off, off uh, sick or on leave um, and then did a lot of training as well spent a lot of time in the training seat there and then um, also was one of the CFMEU delegates there.
0: What are the biggest challenges facing the industry?
1: So the biggest challenge is casualisation of the workforce. As people leave the industry, a lot of the a lot of the companies aren't rehiring. They're just bringing in casuals in to to do the work, and um, and it just it's not right. We need to continually have full time positions. Coal mining communities need full-time positions and safe, secure work.
0: Labor has made a commitment to same job, same pay uh, for labor hire workers. What would this mean for coal miners?
1: So this would be a huge thing in this area, and not only just for coal workers, but in every industry in this area. Because we, uh, if you're if you're doing the same job as the person next to you, you should be getting paid the same as the person next to you. So we, we shouldn't be continually screwing down all these contracting companies that are trying to uh, fulfil labour hire spots in the mines. They shouldn't be getting their prices knocked back and then, and then subsequently they can't pay their employees the same amount of money as what they get in the coal mines. Everyone should be getting paid the same amount.
0: You've been around a bit. You must have seen some pretty bad examples of this. Can you tell us uh, any particularly egregious examples of this phenomena?
1: The biggest one, Tim, is the fact that um, casuals or contracting work staff in, in the workforce they don't get the, they don't get to pull up runs if they're unsafe. It's all about safety in any job, and because you want to go home safe every day to your family and friends, and they don't get the opportunity to do that because they feel like they're going to be targeted and they won't get the opportunity for a full-time job because they've put their hand up and made a complaint. We need to have safe, secure workplaces, and this is probably the biggest thing that happens, is that they don't get to make that choice.
0: I want to move on to local issues in a second, because I know you're really passionate, uh, not just about training, but also uh, about local roads and um, the health systems in your electorate. Um, But I just wanted to ask you, what's your message to people considering voting for a minor party like One Nation or Clive Palmer's United Australia Party?
1: Well, look what One Nation did. One Nation got in bed with the coalition and pretty much squashed. In the High Court, the same job, same pay laws that were going to come in earlier. That didn't happen because of them. They've sold every mine worker out in the area, um, and that's, that's disgusting by them. And Clive Palmer, look at him, he still owes however many millions to workers out of his copper mine. So anyone voting for him and thinking that they're, they're a good party to choose um, really is unacceptable for what we do in our area.
0: Knowing you, I know that you're itching to talk about local issues. You've mentioned training. You might go into a bit more detail on TAFE and the way uh, there's been a lot of uh, cuts in that area. But talk to us about um, the, the regional bulk billing rebate, you know, access to after-hours GPs. And also, I think you might cover some, some of the road issues you're seeing, uh, the Mandalong Road coming off the M1 at Morrissette, the Glendale interchange. Can you give us a bit of detail on your, give us your local pitch? <laughs>
1: So with, with us, big thing is Medicare, getting Medicare back on track, putting the funds into it instead of taking the funds away from it, which this current government continues to do. So we we will commit to, to fixing Medicare. We always have and always will as a Labor Party, we will always do that. Um, saving the GP after hours access service in Toronto and, and around the rest of uh, Newcastle and Shortland area as well. Um, it's such a major, major thing for our area. We we have long wait times at hospitals, um, so we need these after our clinics to get our kids and make sure they're okay and safe, and also for the elderly and just anyone who needs them. Like most people play sports on the weekend, where and you have injuries over the weekend, going to the emergency isn't gonna help you. You need to go to uh, a GP. The GPs are trained exactly in what you need to to do. So. They're such a critical service for our area, and Labor's committed to saving them as well, putting the funds back into it. That this current government has stripped out of it, so which that's a great thing. Um, The roads, so there'll be uh, there's already been the Glendale interchange, Glendale interchange, sorry, that's been announced. There will be some other announcements coming soon. So Mandelong Road will get spoken about, and then also some other roads in the electorate as well. Um, We're working hard on seeing what we can do to. Uh, look after the Maitland sing- uh, sorry Singleton, Musselbrook and uh, Cessnock councils to see what we can do uh, for their roads in the area as well because we're getting a lot of complaints through the phone calls and things we're doing and, and just talking with people in the streets the, the roads are a big concern in the area
0: Yeah and, and a big issue I know I've heard you talk before about fatigue, if people are doing long shifts and then getting on roads that aren't tip top, um, that can be an issue well listen look, be- best of luck And uh, lovely to have a chat to you. Um, Yeah, really looking forward to seeing how you go on the big day in
1: May. No worries, Tim. Thank you for your time. You enjoy. Well,
0: there you go. That was Dan Repicoli, who's running for Joel Fitzgibbon's seat in the Hunter Valley. It's called Hunter. He's an Olympian, a dad, a coal miner, and a member of the Mining and Energy Union. You might consider voting for him. Well, that's all we've got for you this month on the Mining and Energy Union podcast. Talk to you soon.